Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Buffalo, Buffalo Cow, Buffalo Cow, Buffalo Cow, Buffalo Cow, Buffalo Cow. Buffalo gals want to come out tonight, come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo gals want to come out tonight, up dance by the light of the As I was walking down the street, down the street, down the street, a pretty little gal was testing me, oh, she was there to see. Buffalo gals want to come out tonight, come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo gals want to come out tonight, and dance by the light of the moon. I danced with a gal with a hole in the stocking And her knees kept knocking and her shoes kept rocking I danced with a gal with a hole in the stocking And we danced by the light of the moon Buffalo gals want to come out tonight Come out tonight, come out tonight Buffalo gals want to come out tonight And dance by the light of the moon And dance by the light of the Good morning from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt. That was Mickey Furman from her album, Westbound, Buffalo Gals, out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Chile, Albuquerque, New Mexico, (laughs) is our co-host, Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. (laughs) Good morning, Gary. Yes, chilly and icy, Albuquerque. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So watch, I'm looking, I'm checking your temperature right now as we speak. So it's mm-hmm. 22 degrees in Albuquerque right now, and uh, the windshield is 16. So mm-hmm. are you snuggled up in front of the fire for this radio show or got your hot chocolate? Well, what well, you doing? We, we, yeah, we have, the, we have the fire on, and, and I'm drinking one of my favorite teas, English breakfast tea, and... Uh, Jim has already kind of gone out this morning and taken a look around um, because last night we had snow and then ice. And so we didn't really see um, when we got home. We were so anxious to just get in the house. We didn't really look around at the yard very much. Um, but, yeah, we're going to have uh, – starting last night, they were going they were counting 52 hours of below freezing temps. So oh, wow. even though we would have sun, there was really no chance of much melting happening in, through sometime tomorrow. So um, the suggestion was do not leave your house on Thursday, which fortunately we do not need to do. <laughs> <laughs> and happily we are snuggling in here. <laughs> wow, wow. So it was like 60 yeah. degrees here a couple of days ago in Nashville, and on Saturday the low is going to be 19 here. And uh, for Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday, the highs are only in the mid-30s. So everybody across the mm-hmm. country is kind of getting mm-hmm. hit by this winter storm. And so wherever you are, please stay safe, be careful. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in Nashville with our guests on the Campfire Cafe today because we have a Nashville star that's joining us. Who is our guest today? 
We have Bobby Marquez with us, and it's been a while, Jerry, so we're excited to share his music and catch up with what is going on with Bobby. All right, we're looking forward to talking with Bobby and visiting with him and sharing some great music. And then in the second hour of the show, we're going to be talking with Sherry Copeland, who is the chairman of Backcountry Horsemen of America. And one of our topics will be trail safety and courtesy. But I don't know who's out on the trails today. Probably nobody. So we'll, be <laughs> we'll be visiting with Sherry. And she's in Missouri, so we'll find out a little bit about the weather in Missouri. I have a feeling it's not too pleasant there as well. But anyway, right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Claudia Nygaard. It's one called Prairie Fire. And when we come back, We'll be talking today with our very special guest on the Campfire Cafe, Mr. Bobby Marquette.
Welcome back to Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Prairie Fire performed by Claudia Nygaard. With a charismatic smile and refreshing tongue-in-cheek but heartfelt honky-tonk style that stirs in energy with audiences worldwide, today's featured guest, Bobby Marquez, is a Texas-born singer-songwriter. He reaches crowds far and wide on radio, national television, national television appearances, and tours across the U.S., Australia, and Ireland, earning several awards from such notable organizations as the Grammys, the CMA of Texas, the Academy of Western Artists, and induction into the Wheeling Jamboree. When asked in an interview, what brings you joy? Bobby's response was, knowing that I have a wife, Jennifer, who loves me, and being blessed to be able to sing and carve out a career in country music and put smiles on people's faces. Singing and songwriting have allowed me to meet some amazing people from around the world and raise money for some wonderful charities. That means a lot to me. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, a returning guest who is kicking off this month his newest tour, the Bobby Marquez 2022 Cowboy Up Keep Smiling Tour multi-award winner, Bobby Marquez. Welcome, Bobby. Hey, everybody. Y'all doing okay? (laughs) Hey, Bobby. How are you, sir? (laughs) I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being back with us. So you are another one of those that headed to the grocery store, I guess, yesterday, getting ready for this little <laughs> bit of ice we got coming in. Oh, yeah. You, you know, here in here in Nashville, um, you know, you just never know what you're going to get. I mean, it's always a 50-50 chance you can just get rain or you can get, you know, <laughs> just the snow. You just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been kind of exciting because my wife and the kids, you know, came from Utah. And so uh, it's like they're just learning about how this Tennessee weather works. And so they're kind of getting a kick out of it. But they are enjoying the rain. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to predict. No it's, like, it's like something's coming. Yeah. It's like, uh, just just let the weather be. Don't predict anything. <laughs> yes, it's going to be what it's going to be, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, tell us about this tour that you're going on. Yeah, so we're going to kick it off next week. We're actually going to the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo in uh, San Antonio, Texas, and we're going to be kicking that off down there and uh, be doing a couple acoustic uh, live shows down there. So that's going to be the first of the tour, and then we're going to be heading, doing some casinos and some other venues around the country. So, yeah, we're getting excited about it. I am, for sure. Yeah, well, how is it to be back out touring after this pandemic for two years? Oh, it feels fantastic. You know, I was tired of getting bottled up. <laughs> last year we had, well, let's just put it this way. Last year was probably going to be my biggest touring year that, that I had ever had. I had so, I mean, just tons of dates that I had ever had. And of course, everything, you know, got canceled because of the COVID stuff. And, and uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a really struggling year, not only with that, but then, you know, my mom passed away. Um, had some other friends and stuff that had passed away due to the COVID stuff. And it was just, yeah. It, was a, it was a very hard mm-hmm. year for me, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but, you know, like I always say, you know, yeah, I, I put my, my, uh, my career, my life, everything, I, I put all my trust in God and hopefully that he'll lead us in the right direction, lead me in the right direction. And, and he has, so, you know, the doors are starting to open up again. I mean, 
so you know we're going to slowly we're just going to see how it goes this year and and uh you know hopefully you know nobody gets shut down again but uh we're just going to go out there and do what we do and try to put a smile on people's faces and and just keep going and living life all right all right well you're an old texas boy the first song that we've got to play today is one called she's not from texas anything you want to tell us about this song you know, I, I've got a little story about that song. So the, the the songwriters who actually wrote that song, that was the hit songwriter Karen Staley, who wrote Keeper of the Stars for Tracy Bird. And yeah. uh, she had actually, she had actually uh, uh, back, I guess it was probably back in the late 90s when I first got here, I was trying to get a record deal and trying to pitch my songs around town, just trying to get going in the music business. And, and uh, I had met Karen, and she came over to songwrite with me, and she said, I've got a song for you. You got to listen to it. I said, okay. She put it in, and I listened to it, and I just went, oh my gosh, that's me. And she, t- <laughs> she then she tells me, she says, well, she goes, Tracy Bird wants this song. It's probably going to go on his next album. But she said, you know, since I, I wrote the song, she said, if you want it and you think it, that it, that it's for you, she goes, I'll tell him no, and and we can we can you can you can have a song. And I go, well, Karen, you know, you don't have to do that. You're, you're not, you know, I'm nobody at this point, and you know you're gonna you're gonna give up a you know a, a song to an artist that's making money and you know and everything else and she goes no 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 you know what she goes no no she goes I I believe in this song and I think it's you so I think you need to have it so she ended up giving me the song and she she even ended up uh, paying me to do the master on it which was uh, wow which was really cool yeah and so by the time I, I didn't have an album at the time uh, didn't didn't have really much going on I just you know had written a bunch of songs and this was one of my first recordings that I did in Nashville. But she paid for it, went in the studio, and then all of a sudden, I had a friend of mine who did some radio down in Texas, and one he wanted to listen to it. So I, I, you know, sent him a copy, and he listened to it. And by the time I knew, he was playing on the radio, and I'm like, no, don't be playing on the radio. It's not for release, you know. It was just something that, that we had just recorded, you know. <laughs> well, Gary, this, this, this is this is this is this is this is God's intervention, okay? So right. I had no album. I wasn't even touring, wasn't doing, I was just trying, I was up in Nashville, I moved to Nashville just trying to get my career going. He played the song down there. This, and this, and I, I still, I tell everybody, it was only a matter of like two or three weeks by the time we knew there was 80 something radio stations in the state of Texas playing the song. Oh, oh wow. Wow. wow and it funny. ended up, it ended up going like into the top 10 on the Texas music chart. And then it was like in the top 50 for the year of the most played song in the year. Um, oh wow! And it just blew me away. And people were calling me saying, "Well, wh- wh- we need your album. Where's your album?" I'm like, "I don't have an album." So that's what that's what pushed me to make that first album was you know was she's not from Texas and uh, you know it opened up all the doors for me. I mean it just literally opened up all the doors and and started getting you know put a band together, started getting songs, and it ended up you know I had my first record. Wow. Well, it is a great song. It is a great way to start today. So let's take a listen to She's Not from Texas. We're talking with Bobby Marquez. We'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Two-stepping in a honky-tonk in Beaumont And walk the most beautiful girl That I had ever seen my whole life with a smile that was out of this world right away I knew that she's different 
When I looked in her eyes I could see Everything on earth I've ever wanted And as we danced it slowly dawned on me She's not from Texas She's from heaven Lone Star Angel sent God above She's not from Texas She's from heaven From the first hello I was so in love We held each other close While the band played We talked and laughed about all kinds of things The magic way we floated round the dance floor Made me sure she must be hiding weeds I thank the man upstairs who sent her to me Even though I knew it was a long Promised him that I'd take good care of her Till the day she had to go back home She's not from Texas She's from heaven Lone Star Angel sent God above She's not from Texas She's from heaven From the first hello I was so in love Here we go. She's not from Texas. She's from heaven. Lone Star Angel sent God above. She's not from Texas. She's from heaven. From the first hello. I was so in love Yeah, from the first hello I was so in love Oh, yeah Bobby Marquez, She's Not From Texas is the song. And one of the things that I was thinking as I was listening to that song is that, Bobby, you and I both married above ourselves. So you tell us. <laughs> you, you can you can say that again. You're absolutely, I <laughs> I can I can verify that. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh, how'd you guys meet? Uh, you know, uh, it was it was a funny story because um, before this was this was actually before I moved to Nashville. So this was back like in '95, I believe, 1995, '94. That's when I met Jennifer. Uh, my brother had gotten me. I was looking for a job. And uh, my brother said, hey, I got this job for you uh, through a friend of mine who's a radio DJ in San Antonio. And she wants to know if you'd like the job to to work in marketing. And I'm like, well, I don't know anything about marketing, you know. And she's like, well, you know, she she just needs some extra help doing some extra things around and stuff and calling people and doing some surveys and doing things. I said, okay, well, I'm, I'll meet with her. So I met with her, and, you know, they hired me. And, well, I had to work actually at the radio station, you know, with all the DJs and everybody that was there. Well, Jennifer was one of the DJs. Uh-huh. And um, so I got to be friends with one of the program directors there that was that was programming the, the station that Jennifer worked on. And, uh, 
anyway, so you know, he he, he had found out that I was a singer and everything. He goes, "Well, do you have any any material, man? I'd love to listen to it." And yeah, I was like, "Well, sure, I've got some demos, but don't play it. You know, they're not for radio." <laughs> 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 and uh, I had a couple of songs, you know, they were they weren't chorded, you know, they were okay. And I gave it to him, and oh my goodness, Gary, I'm 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 driving home, okay, after work, going back to my apartment. And I'm listening to my song on the radio. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? He ended up playing my song on the radio. And oh and uh so anyway, so so Jennifer had become she had become the, the she was the DJ that actually played my song, but she was the first person to ever play my song on the radio. Oh and wow. uh yeah, she was the first one to spin it and she had come I remember she had come into uh where I was working back there and she's like Hey, she goes, are you Bobby? And I'm like, well, yeah. And she goes, oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Jennifer, you know. She goes, I really like your music. And, you know, she goes, I, I played your song last night and everything. And, and uh, you know, she, that's how we met, you know. And then um, we just became friends. We're friends for, gosh, you know, uh, maybe almost a few months, five, six months or whatever. And their company uh, usually has a Christmas party, you know, uh, every December during Christmas time. Right. And she had right. asked me, she'd ask, she asked me, do you want to go to the Christmas party with me? I don't have anybody to go with. And I'm like, well, sure, <laughs> you know, we're friends, you know, we're friends, you know. And Gary, so so that night that we went to the, to the Christmas party, we've been together ever since. Can you oh, believe wow. that? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, and for her to have dated, we dated the for move. 10, we dated for almost 10 years before we got married. We dated for 10 years. Whoa. Oh, wow. Whoa. And we've been married for 15 Whoa. now, so we've been together for 25 years. Can you believe 25 that? years. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. That's a pretty cool story. I had, I had wondered. But I, I did not know that you were so slow. You know, I'm glad Jennifer. Was the first one. <laughs> uh, I, I'd always been a shy guy my whole life. You know, I've never been. You know, I was always afraid to ask a girl out. You know, and, and, and she had to come and ask me out. You know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Hey, let's get to another great song. This one is called "An Empty Glass." Anything you want to tell us about this one? Oh my goodness! So I I had to put this this uh, this song on my on my Cowboy Way album. Uh, I started. Well, Jennifer was the one that she was the legs behind it. She had told me she said, you know, you gotta start, you know, kind of putting some some songs in there that were that were uh, that people just loved back in the day, but it was never really any big hits. You need to dig for some of that. And, and she goes, I've got one song for you that you should do. And she goes, it's a Gary Stewart song called Empty Glass. And I go, I remember that. And wow. I remembered it because whenever we used to go out to the clubs at night when I was younger, uh, I was 21, 22 years old, we used to go out to the clubs, and that was always – the DJs were always playing that song. That was the last song of the night, and everybody would dance that last song. And so it was very, very popular in Texas. And so anyway, so I, I incorporated it in my show, and I started playing it out everywhere I went, and then it ended up being like my most requested song to play live. I, the dance floors were always, and they still are, always packed to that song. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to do my version of it. And I ended up doing my version of it and putting it on this album. And, uh, well, I, I, I love this song. This is one of my favorite all-time songs. Uh, Gary Stewart and Jim Dillon right. wrote this song. All right, it's a great song. It's called An Empty Glass. If you're out there, grab your partner.
empty glass Last cigarette Closing time And I'm drunk again But somehow I'll make it home And cry myself to sleep That's the way the day ends Every night for me
Bobby Marquez, An Empty Glass, from his album, A Cowboy Way, and he is our featured guest with us today. Bobby, I've got a couple of questions. The first one, since we were talking about Texas a few minutes ago, you now make Nashville home, so what do you miss about Texas? Oh, gosh. You know, the, the, the probably the most that I miss about Texas is, God, the food. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I miss the barbecue and the Mexican food. Oh, I mean, that's because you, you can't get that up here in Nashville a lot. You know, you can get Mexican food, but not like that. It's it's that, uh-huh. that's South Texas food down there. You get the flour tortillas and the carne guisada and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so good. The chicken fried steak. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> I guess I, um, well, since I moved to Nashville, you know, I'm, I'm skinnier now. But I think if I, if I lived in Texas and I was probably an artist, I'd probably be about 300 pounds, you know. <laughs> So Nashville probably kind of saved me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, another another question um, that I'm curious about is, uh, who are your biggest influencers, musical or otherwise, and what would you say has been their impact on your music? You know, I've got quite a few of them, but but there's three three main ones that that have influenced my career, and that was that was definitely Ray Price. Uh, Ernest Tubb and George Strait. Those three guys right there were the, were my my main influences in country music, and you know probably and and really the person that really I, I kind of I don't I wouldn't say I model my career after him, but but it's just he just had he just had so much respect for country music and the way he dressed and the way his band dressed and the way he conducted himself in the music industry. Um, mm-hmm. Ernest Tubb was just, oh, he was just, he was, he was my, my hero. I mean, I mean, he was, and, and, it, and, and you know what, you know what drew me to George Strait too was, uh, George Strait was actually doing an interview and they were talking to him. And did you know that George Strait modeled himself after Ernest Tubb, the way he stands up there and the way he holds the guitar oh. and the way he kind of, oh. looks, yeah. Yep. Oh, how interesting. He, he, he went on, he went on live record and said, yes, he goes, I got all my moves that, that out the way I stand up there and the hold my guitar. He goes, I got that off from Ernest Tubb. Wow. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Well, and you've recorded um, some duets with some wonderful people, and I know that I think the next song that Gary has queued up is um, a duet with Johnny Rodriguez, and it's um, Riding My Thumb to Mexico. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that backstory before he plays that song? Yeah, you know, you know, John Rodriguez. He was another. He was another one uh, that was just a huge influence on me growing up. And uh, you know, Johnny. Well, back in 2005, the CMA, the CMA uh, 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 here in Nashville, the CMA's Country Music Association, they had asked me to put together a show, and they wanted to have some Hispanic country artists, you know, at the CMAs. And so they had called me and asked me to put together a show. So I ended up putting together a show. And we had John Rodriguez was going to be one of the guests to come out there and um, and and sing. And uh, well, that night we had actually I had asked him, you know, to to sing a duet with me, and we did that on stage. And but before before he was going to leave and go out of town, I figured, you know what, this is going to be the this is probably going to be the only time I ever going to have a chance to ask him to, you know, to maybe do a duet with me in the studio. So that day, that 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 what you hear on that record, that was actually the day that we did the CMA. Uh, here in here in Nashville, the wow. show, and we went to the studio and recorded it. Well, it was it was kind of funny because we just did an acoustic version. We didn't record it with a whole band or anything, but he he did that that uh, vocal take in one take. 
We didn't wow. have to go back and do anything. He did it in one take. And uh, and I remember him coming out of the, coming out of the thing. I said, and I looked at Johnny. I said, "Are you kidding me?" I said, "Now I've got to go back into the studio. Now I've got to sing after that." <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Uh, yeah. So so I so we did it. You know, we we, we ended up doing it. And uh, but like I said, we did it acoustically. We didn't do it with a whole band. So later on, you know, I never released it. But uh, we wanted to end up, you know, doing it on the Cowboy album. So uh, the great Rex Allen Jr., uh, we took some of those tracks to his studio, and then he put the rest of it together to where I was able to to get it out and release it. And uh, and so what you hear, yeah, yeah, it's it's all acoustic. Oh wow! Well, it's a fun song. It's riding my thumb to Mexico. It's Bobby Marquez along with Mr. Johnny Rodriguez. We'll be back in just a moment. This old highway seems so lonesome when you're going where you've been And a lonesome song can make you cry time and time again If I'd listened to a friend of mine ten years ago today I'd have a better job than what I got today But the billboards on the highways and the brake lights on the cars Made me jump out on the highway with my bag and my guitar If she comes or if she goes, it doesn't matter anymore Cause I'm riding my thumb to Mexico Riding my thumb to Mexico It don't matter when or how I go I'll ride this thumb till I see her again So I'm riding my thumb to Mexico Well, the reason why she left me Is not the reason that I'm here I'm a traveling kind of man Just need a change of atmosphere if there's any place I haven't been at all, that's where I'll go. So I'm riding my thumb to Mexico. Riding my thumb to Mexico. It don't matter when or how I go. I'll ride this thumb till I see her again. So I'm riding my thumb. Ride my thumb to Mexico. That's Johnny Rodriguez along with our very special guest, Mr. Bobby Marquez today. And uh, Bobby, how, how was it to record with him? Who who has you know, who have you recorded with that you just kind of like wow factor? Oh gosh, well of course you know Johnny was uh, after he did the one take on that one song. I mean I just I just went wow. I'm just like what? Because you know back in the day uh, they didn't they didn't have to uh, things to do retakes. I mean they went yeah. into the studio and they had to sing the whole song all the way through. If they messed up, they had to do it again. And so that's why a lot of the, those singers back then were great singers because they didn't have the luxury of having to go back and, you know, re-record everything. It was one take. If you didn't get in one take, do it again. And, you know, us now, us artists now, we have that luxury where 
you know, if we messed up or a little bit out of tune, they can fix it, you know, or they can do this and that to it to make it sound better. And back then, uh-uh, you didn't have that luxury. So, you know, those those singers back then, boy, they, you know, they had to be great singers to be able to pull it off. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, I know that you, you recorded with him. Uh, a little bit later in the show, we're going to get to one that you did with Rhonda Vincent. Um, yes. Which is a great song. Yeah. So is there anybody that you've recorded with or anybody that you would like to record with that you haven't recorded with yet? If you had, you know, I had, I had, I had always wanted to record, record a song with the great Ray Price and never got to do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I I regret that. Um, But uh, gosh, there's, there's, there's tons of artists that, that, uh, that I would, I would love to do one with George Strait if I ever got the chance. I don't know if that would ever happen, but oh my gosh, that'd be like (laughs) a dream come true there. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, that Gene Watson, uh, gosh, there's just tons of artists out there that I would have loved to do something with, but, uh, but yeah, uh, even Freddie Fender, I would have loved to have done something with Freddie Fender, you know, uh, but you know, yeah, but he's, yeah. he's gone now. So, you know, missed that opportunity, but, uh, but guys, there's a lot of them, Gary, there's, there's, there's a lot of people I'd love to do some duets with, you know? Well, put your wish list together, and uh, it'll happen. Because it seems right. to happen to you. I'm telling you what. Driving down the road <laughs> for the first time, didn't know it was going to happen. That's pretty cool stuff. We've got one that we're going to get to right now called Complicated Woman. So tell us about this song. Yeah, Complicated Woman, was uh, that was brought to me by Gerald Smith, uh, the hit songwriter Gerald Smith, who produced my first album. Uh, we, we co-produced it together. And he had he had this song that uh, he always played at uh, songwriters nights, and I really loved it because it was just a really cool thing played on words. And uh, he wrote it with uh, Buddy Owen, who's a great songwriter uh, here in Nashville and an artist. Um, and every, it's funny because every time I go out and I do this song, everybody all every, every time after I see after a show, people go, "Oh, I love that song that you wrote about your wife." And I'm looking at them going, "No, no, 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 no! I did not write that song." <laughs> I'm like, I did not write this song. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. uh, well, here it is. Complicated Woman, Bobby Marquez. She's a mollaholic. I'll admit it. But show me a woman who isn't She'll buy a dress, take it back And then buy it again the next day It ain't easy being simple with a complicated woman But I wouldn't have it any other way She takes half the morning her face and fix her hair And by the time she's ready It's too late to go anywhere She'll get mad for something I said Or something I didn't say It ain't easy being simple with a complicated woman But I wouldn't have it any other way Yeah, I complain all 
good time about the silly things she does. But the bottom line is I don't mind enough to give her up. But I'm a simple man with simple dreams. I like the simple life and simple things. But it ain't easy being simple with a complicated woman. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Women, Bobby, I watched the video of that song and your performance on uh, Larry's uh, Country Road Diners. <laughs> Such a fun show. Can you talk <laughs> a little bit about what it's like to perform on that show? Oh, my gosh. You know, it's so fun. I mean, it, it's, it's basically like family, really. I mean, it's just so relaxed, you know, the way that they have it, everything laid out for you and everything. I, I love doing that show. I mean, I just go in there and I'm relaxed and, you know, don't have to worry about, okay, well, you know, this and that, this and that. I mean, they just make you feel so relaxed and it's like a family-oriented show. So it's always fun going there and doing it. How how long um, how long is the process to record it? Is it like you know, in real time, uh, and, you know? Yeah, it's, it's actually in real – well, it's it's in real time because they, they just shoot it straight through. So if you mess up, you mess okay. up. They're not going to go back, and they're not going to, you know, re-record anything unless it's a really bad mess up. But, uh, yeah, it's just straight through. I mean, once they say three, two, one, you're on camera, let's go. <laughs> and the, the the people that are at all the tables, are they eating? They are eating, aren't they? Are yeah, they eating? Yeah, they are eating. They bring out, they bring out real <laughs> food and – you know, hamburgers and pies and, oh, it's fantastic. And the food is actually really good because I've tasted it before. It's really good. That's really fun. And you've been on the Penny Gilly show. What's that like? Oh, gosh, I love Penny. Penny Gilly's such a great, nice person. She's I love doing that show as well, too. You know, she's, she's such a patriarch, you know, for us young artists and stuff out there trying to trying to get our faces seen, you know, and, and – She's just she's just one of those types of people that she loves country music and and uh, God you know she's she just she opened up she's opened up a lot of doors for us you know she's just a great person love that show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also would love you to take a moment and chat about um, you are the host and founder of the annual St Jude Children's Hospital Benefit Country with Heart. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, we had up to the uh, sixth annual show that we that we've done, and last year we had, to, of course, we had to cancel it last year just because of everything that was COVID. The year before last, 
you know, we did a virtual thing online and, you know, I had John Conley, Wade Hayes, Mark Wills, Clint Black. We had a bunch of them, you know, send in a bunch of their recorded songs and stuff. And uh, and then we had John Conley and Wade Hayes here live. Uh, You know, we did it at the Texas Troubadour Theater uh, here in Nashville where we filmed it. And it came out fantastic. We raised a lot of money. And then last year, you know, just due to the COVID, you know, we weren't we weren't really able to do really much. Uh, this year, mm-hmm. we're we're in plans. We're talking. We're talking. Uh, still don't know if we're going to do it yet, but I should know something here probably by the end of next month. We should know whether we're going to do it this year or not, or have something mm, to terrific. be able to raise some money, you know, for St. Jude. That's great. I know Gary mentioned earlier uh, about a duet you did with Rhonda Vincent, and I know the next song that we're going to play is For a While. Want to give us a little backstory on that one? You know, this is such a special song. Uh, It was one of the first songs that I wrote when I moved to Nashville, uh, and I wrote it with a girl by the name of Memory. Job was her last name. And we wrote this, so it wasn't even meant to be a duet. We just kind of wrote the song, and I, I had this idea, and I had the chorus all out, and I couldn't finish writing it. And she came and helped me finish write it, and we, we ended up, you know, doing a demo on it. And uh, and then all these years later, we ended up, you know, putting it on the album. Uh, and, of course, you know, Memory just passed away this past year. She she died of cancer, and uh, mm-hmm. so I lost a, lost a good friend. And, uh, you know, but she got to – uh, you know, when we got the Grammy uh, nomination with it, uh, she was able to to know that and see that, and and I was able to talk to her on the phone about it, and she was still real sick, and uh, she was just so happy. Uh, God, it makes me want to cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she was mm-hmm. such a she was such a sweet sweet girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fantastic Good artist. Story. Boy, she could sing. I'm yeah. telling you, you know, she could sing, and uh, you know that song actually. Her dad, uh, and I don't know if you if you knew her dad, but her dad was the great Jerry Cupid, the producer here in Nashville, uh, who produced Ken Mellons and did some stuff with George Jones and did oh, some early wow. stuff with Tim McGraw, and uh, and um, you know he was he was a, a a friend at the time. We would go into his studios and and he'd get me some demos to sing on, and so we were just all we were just all helping each other out and good friends over the years. And, um, he was doing some stuff with Tim McGraw at the time. And, and, uh, he pitched that song mm-hmm. to Tim and Faith and they had the song for almost three months. They kept saying, we're going to, they're going to record it. They're going to put it on their new album. And then at the last minute, it came down to that song. And, uh, it's, it's not your love. I believe it was that they had that they put out and they ended up going with, it's not your love. And, uh, and that song never got recorded until I, until me and Ronnie uh. Vincent did it. Um, oh. So it was kind of sitting there all this time, but I always thought it was a great song. I was like, why is nobody wanting to record this song? It's such a great song. I think if it went out there, it would do something good. And sure enough, you know, uh, it, it did. It was just That's waiting fabulous. for the right people at yeah. the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Makes, oh, absolutely. Kind of makes a difference. Well, let's take a listen. This is Rhonda Benson along with Bobby Marquez. The song is for a while, and we'll be back in just a moment. Campfire Cafe. You were here for a while, sharing your kiss and your smile. You could calm my heart 
with just one touch. That's one reason I love you so much. If I knew then what I know now, my pride would not keep me from the love we found for a while. You were here for a while. It felt so real. But there's no one on earth who could love me And there's no one who could adore me like you did For a while You Yeah, 
So tell everybody around the world where they can find your music, where they can find you to follow your tour schedule, and all things Bobby Marquez. Yeah, they can go to www.bobbymarquez.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-E-Z.com. And I've got all my dates posted. Uh, they can even go on there and purchase my albums, T-shirts, caps, just all kinds of stuff. And I usually put some little excerpts, you know, on my homepage there of what I've got going on, any special things that are mentioned and pictures and stuff like that. But uh, And then you can, you can pretty much go on almost on any digital outlet from iTunes to Amazon to everything to, to find my songs. And uh, But uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I, I really, really love you guys. Well, we appreciate you, Aww. and, and I, some of the comments when people saw that you are going to be on the show today were, he's such a sweet guy. He's yes, just such a nice that. guy. <laughs> you are a nice guy, so thank you for being with us today. <laughs> thank you so and, much, uh, Tell Bobby, Jennifer so hello much. for us. Yeah, That's tell cool. Jennifer hi. And we're going to close I out sure this will. segment of the show with one. I, you know, I just think you're a honky-tonk man. This song is great. So real quickly, <laughs> tell us about Honky Tonk before we close. <laughs> yeah, Honky Tonk was a song that I wrote with a friend of mine named Steve Frame, uh, who's living in Wyoming now. It's just a fun song. We just thought, you know, that it'd be kind of a funny song to to record. And I always I was always trying to find something that would uh, that would have me a shuffle on the album, and, and and we were able to pull it off. Well, it's a great song. It's Honky Tonk. Bobby Marquez is our special guest today. And, uh, Bobby, thank you so much for being with us. Thank, thank you. Honky-tonk, don't take me in and tear me up tonight. But don't leave me to my loneliness. Don't leave me on with lies. Don't you fill me full of hope. Then fool me in the end. Honky-tonk. Set my troubles down Trouble always finds me Looking for a light Sometimes I've got to wonder If you really are my friend Honky Tonk Don't you break my heart again Honky Tonk Don't take me in And tear me up tonight but don't lead me to my loneliness Don't lead me on with lies Don't you fill me full of hope Then fool me in the end Call your tongue Don't you break my heart again
Mr. Clint Bradley, it's the Lightning Ride, and we're welcoming you back to Saddle of America. I'm your host, Gary Holt, in Nashville, Tennessee, and all the way out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Bobby Bell. And our very, very special guest today is the chairman of Backcountry Horsemen of America, Miss Sherry Copeland. Good morning, Sherry, or good afternoon. It is afternoon. Thank you, Gary and Bobby. It's nice to be back. Well, it's good to have you with us. Great to have you back. Yeah. Good to have you with us. So tell us about the weather in Missouri. I have an idea. Yes. Um, we have about a half an inch of ice that is mm-hmm. now covered with about six inches of snow, and it is still oh, coming down. Oh, me. Oh, oh my just, gosh, and it's, it's still coming everywhere. Oh. It's everywhere. It is. I don't think that is um, selective to Missouri at this point, but um, we, no, we are prepared, and we, we will uh, get through it. Oh, wow. Well, well, I guess you're settled in and at home today, so staying safe and warm? That is correct, yes. Well, we have a couple of topics that we want to talk about today, which seem totally inappropriate for this kind of weather, but that's mm-hmm. that's trail safety and courtesy on the trails, and uh, just one of the topics that we'll be covering today, but so tell us a little bit about trail safety on the horseback trail. Sure. Sure, and, and that's, that's the great thing about backcountry horsemen. Just because the weather is bad and not conducive to being out there on the trail, that doesn't mean our work stops. We just capitalize on this as an opportunity to uh, do some uh, background work and planning for the future. And um, trail courtesy and safety is is a primary platform for backcountry horsemen of America across the United States. Um, Just not only educating backcountry horsemen, but other user groups and the general public, um, along with the land agencies uh, that manage those public lands. And we're really excited that, um, of course, we launched, we're instrumental 
in the launching of the Trails or Common Grounds program uh, a few months yeah. ago. And we're getting feedback on that, on what we can do to improve, make it better, and make it more accessible. Um, we, we can do all the program planning that we want, but if we can't get it out to those that need it, um, then it, it's um, kind of counterproductive. So a big portion yeah. of what we concentrate on is making that information available. So how are some of the ways that you're doing that, Sherry? Well, um, a first step is um, at trailheads or on trails, um, putting the universal trail courtesy signs that shows what user group yields to the other user group. Um, that seems like a, a simple step, but it's a necessary one in getting the messaging out there so that everyone is on the same page. Well, I think that's important because, you know, who who knows who has the right-of-way on certain trails? That's that's an important thing to get out there to people. So who does yeah. have the right-of-way? Who does have the right-of-way? Well, that, that, that's a very good question. And um, it, it's a, a triangular sign that, with the graphic that shows a bicyclist up on the left-hand corner of the triangle. And it has an arrow pointing to the hiker, which is on the right-hand point of the triangle. And then it, the hiker has an arrow pointing down to the equestrian rider that's at the bottom point of the triangle. Also, there's an arrow coming down the other side from the bicep to the equestrian. So that's a, a kind of a complicated way of saying an easy graphic is the bicyclist yields to the hiker and the equestrian the hiker yields to the equestrian and so it, it, it's just a, a simple graphic that hopefully is easily discernible and recognizable and people will see it and it'll click oh yeah i'm on my bicycle so if i come upon a hiker or an equestrian i'm the one that needs to make the first move to yield and so that safe passage can be made. Yeah. All right. So it was kind of cute while you were while you were saying that I was taking one hand and, and I was putting it up in the left hand corner and I was taking the other hand and going up in the right hand corner and then I was just out of luck when it came to that third corner. I ran out of hand. But, I... <laughs> but it all makes sense. It all makes sense. So that is that is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Well, talk a little bit about trail courtesy, because I think that's that's that encompasses a lot of things. Sure, and um, it, it just be kind. Uh, you know, we we don't think that we have to be reminded to be kind, um, but just remember that we're all out there for the same end result, enjoying the public land. And everyone's recreational goals are basically the same. How we choose to get there is the only difference. And yeah. so if, if you meet 
someone on the trail, whether they're a hiker or a bicyclist, talk to them, speak, um, let them know, acknowledge they're there and you're there. Um, if, um, ask questions. If, if you're not sure what to do, ask questions. Um, talk. That, that's the most important thing with being equestrian related. A horse needs to recognize that it is a human and that it is friendly. It, it's not a predator. Um, a, a simple illustration is we were riding on a, a multi-use trail and there was a gentleman hiker that we were meeting. He had a big backpack on. He was all dressed in camouflage, and oh, no. he stepped off to hide behind a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and so we we had to encourage him to step out, speak, let the horses recognize that, hey, that's just another human. I'm okay. And yeah. uh, so and, and that, that gets the conversation going and just helps build the camaraderie with other trail users. Well, that's an important thing. I tell you, I can't tell you how many times I've been out on a trail and run into some kind of a hiker, with and with always with backpacks, and uh, and it'll scare the scare the bejabbers out of a horse if they're not used to seeing that kind of thing. So that's exactly right because um, being the predator, the prey animal that horses are, when they see that big backpack, um, they th- that could be a bear. You know, yeah. um, in, in their instantaneous uh, recognition, um, they're there to be fearful of everything. And so that's, you know, a, a bicyclist on a mountain bike. Um, that, that could be, you know, a mountain lion. Uh, and it's, it's just the knowing a little bit of the horse psychology really helps the general public to empathize with the horse's actions. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's pretty frightening to have a bicyclist coming towards you, but even worse than that is a bicyclist coming up from behind you and then whizzing mm-hmm. by you all of a sudden. That's, that's really that's the, yes. the Backcountry yes. Horsemen of America website has a really great link. Um, you can just click on it and go to more information about what we're talking about. Um, One thing that I thought is interesting is a comment here that you should keep your ears open. No earbuds. Uh, Not, you know, shouldn't listen to headphones or earbuds because it'll make it difficult for you to hear other people on the trail. And I thought, you know, how many people would think about that, especially if they're by themselves? You know, walking with music playing would seem very normal these days. <laughs> if you're with a group, you probably want to be able to chat with each other. But to think about, you know, that you really need to be aware of everybody else that you're going to encounter. Um, I thought that was an important a note. And that if you have a pet, the pet must be leashed. And you can imagine some people would think, oh, this is great. You know, we can just get out on that trail and let my dog run free. And, you know, (laughs) Uh, no, on a leash. 
Right, right. And and that is something that that's another thing, you know, um, be aware of what the local regulations and laws require of you as a user. Um, most public lands, that is the case. Um, the pet must be on a leash. And don't, don't think that that's just limited to dogs uh, as pets. Um, we have actually had experience of a llama being um, led on a trail. So you just never know yeah. what you're going to run into. And, and it's nice that if, if you can prepare yourself, um, then you'll be um, much, it'll be a much pleasant experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me ask, where do you like to ride? Where, oh, where's your gosh. favorite? You're in Missouri, so where's your favorite place to ride? Um, probably in Missouri, my favorite place would be in the Mark Twain National Forest. Um, it is, it is such a variety. We, we're very lucky here in Missouri. We just have one national forest, but we do have an, an extensive designated trail system within Mark Twain National Forest. That uh, backcountry horseman of Missouri has been very um, instrumental in maintaining that trail system and expanding the trail system. So that would probably be my favorite place um, in Missouri. Um, just because of the uh, variety of landscapes and right. natural uh, resources that are there, you know, streams, rocks, um, trees, um, overlooks. It, it's just um, a very nice um, variety. Well, now, have you encountered some of these boogers out on the trail, like the bikes and the hikers? And- Maybe the RV or, or utility vehicles that are out there on the trails, ATVs? Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, not everyone adheres to the designation of the trails, and um, we do have rogue users, shall we say. And um, the, the best that we can do is work with the public land managers to help educate and signage. Uh, that that's such a big part because a lot of the misusers, shall we say, it's just because they're not aware of what the trail designation may be. Um, and, and there is, you know, the instance where social trails may have been created um, and to discourage the use of those. And it, it, it's all just making everyone aware um, because there is ample opportunity for all users that may not be on the same trail for safety reasons or, you know, whatever the reason may be. Um, and that, that brings up a really good topic um, of electric bikes. It's, yeah. um, mm-hmm. it, they're becoming more and more popular. And um, equestrians, backcountry horsemen, um, we are not opposed to electric bikes whatsoever. In fact, there are a lot that choose the equestrians that choose electric bikes for recreational opportunities also. Um, what, what the main concern is, is a motorized unit being on a non-motorized trail. 
And so that that's why there there are places for electric bikes. There are places that electric bikes should not be. Much like there are places that equestrians should be and there are places where equestrians should not be. So that's that's kind of a misnomer and misunderstanding that, you know, equestrians are against electric bikes. That's just not the case. Uh, it just needs to be in a, an environment where safety is of concern. Yeah, well, that's very well said because a lot of times people have had the misunderstanding that equestrians were against those. But you make a good point. You know, you have equestrians that actually ride electric bikes in designated areas. So that's, that's an excellent, excellent point. Excellent point. So... What else would you like to tell us about trail safety and courtesy on the trails? Well, I think um, it kind of leads into um, a, another topic um, that I, I would like to approach now, and, and that's youth and the uh, trails courtesy and safety education and how that directly relates to youth programs overall. Um, because, you know, catch them early and you've got them for life is right. um, kind of a good analysis. And that's um, what Backcountry Horsemen is really starting to develop is the youth educational programs and how to engage youth with the facts so that they then um, know the value of the public land stewardship, trail courtesy, trail safety, and, and the value of those natural resources. So how, how are you attracting youth? Uh, to backcountry horsemen and, and some of the programs that you're offering, because I know that one of the challenges is that the the, the uh, horse trail riders, the population itself is a little bit older. We don't have uh, the uh, phones in our hands all the time like the young people do. So how how are you attracting <laughs> the young people into the program? Yes, that that is a very good question. And um, Backcountry Horsemen realized um, a, a few years ago and actually made it one of our strategic goals that youth in America should have access to the front country, back country, and wilderness. And that, that's kind of a broad statement, and that's mm -hmm. fine and good to make that statement. But then it comes to how do you achieve that? And in this day and age, that is very challenging. And, and we have to get creative and not only recognize when, when I say youth, um, a lot of times that goes to the mindset of 16 and under. Uh, right. But we want to open that up to include um, young adults also um, because it's not just the kids, as we call them, but the young adults that need to be encouraged to become involved also. And things like um, developing an app.
for reporting your volunteer hours. That's something that okay. we are um, working on continually. Um, it's um, we we have found that you know uh, pencil and paper is not very appealing to young people anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs> And, uh, what? Uh, what did you say? <laughs> what did you say? Right. Yeah. The pencil. Right. Yeah. And uh, thinking outside the box on how to engage those youth, um, because as you said, backcountry horsemen are um, of a different age and mindset for the most part. But we had an interesting opportunity um, with COVID and everything having to go to a virtual or digital platform for communication. Uh-huh. You could no longer meet in person. And we had um, several of the past chairmen of Backcountry Horsemen of America that we wanted to include in a meeting. So we started several months in advance to engage these gentlemen uh, and ladies. And Uh we encourage them to, hey, get your grandkids involved to show you how to use Zoom. Yeah, that's great. Yes, it's amazing because we we think, um, you know, youth needs to learn from the elders. Well, there is a lot that the elders can learn from the youth today. And that's that's Mm -hmm. really to get it a both-way communication. That is so true. That is so true. That is so true. Well, we want to take a real quick break, and uh, this is a great song by Mr. Mike Blakely. It's one called The Colorado Trail, and we want to come back and find out more about some of the programs that Backcountry Horseman has in place for the youth. We'll be back.
hide through the stormy night Dark is the sky Wish I'd stayed in Abilene Warm and safe and dry Weep all ye little rains Wail winds wait All along, along, along The Colorado Trail All along, along, along The Colorado Mike Blakely, the Colorado Trail, and they've got some great horse trails in Colorado, that is for sure. But uh, we are talking with the chairman of Backcountry Horsemen of America, Miss Sherry Copeland, today, and she was just telling us about some of the programs and involving the youth. And when we talk youth, we're not talking about 14 and 15-year-olds necessarily, but young adults. And uh, so how are you reaching out to these people? Sure. Um, and that, that is the challenging. Where, where do you find them? Um, we have groups that um, work with um, 4-H, um, Future Farmers of America, the Scouts, and then Youth Corps um, are just some of the um, outreach programs that we do across the country. Um, to facilitate, you know, parts within their programs, so them already have established programs that that country horsemen then can come in and supply supplemental uh, portions to the different right. platforms. Um, it's we we try. It, it's such a vast um, diversity of reaching youth. We have um, we we try to uh, uh, one. Funny example uh, is in the inner city. We do. There are groups that try to engage, um, you know, say third grade, um, and and develop material so they can go and do a presentation to a third grade class. And in in one instance, um, you know, backcountry horsemen um, promote the leave no trace ethics. And right. they they started by just asking the question, do you know what leave no trace means? Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. little boy raised his hand and he said, yeah, that's so that the cops don't know you were there. <laughs> and, you know, so. so I was waiting we, for that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> we, we know what we're starting with there. So it goes to very mm-hmm. basic, you know, this is a horse. You can touch a horse. Um, that right. type of thing, all the way up to um, we have a young man who, as a preteen, was a third-generation outfitter pulling his own pack string. So, wow. um, it, you know, it, it's a great diversity, and it, it's just finding that um, source 
And that, that's why I would encourage um, everyone to, if, if you have uh, thoughts or resources for youth, um, go on to the Backcountry Horsemen of America website. Uh, send us a note saying, hey, we, we've worked with this group. It might be something that is useful across the country um, because that's what that country horseman um, a year and a half ago actually developed an ad hoc youth committee that that is what they are in the process of doing is through all the backcountry horsemen of America state organization and chapter organizations bringing all those programs in and housing them on our website so that everyone has access to them to use. And, and it, it is um, always nice to have input from the general public for resources. That is great. That is great. Well, as always, we like pe we like to encourage people to get involved with Backcountry Horsemen of America, and so uh, you can join the national and a local chapter or state chapter, and uh, and if you don't have one. Maybe it'd be a good time to get one started to get involved as well. So you can visit bcha.org and find out more about the local chapters in your area. I think you've got a you've got a map where you can just plug in and, and find out where you are. That is right. You can just put in your zip code and it will show the the closest um, backcountry horseman unit to you. And we'll give you a, a, an address, and I believe the, a phone number is also listed so that you can get in contact. If there is not one close to you, um, send a message to us, and we can help you find um, something or, like you said, even uh, start your own. There you go. And I will guarantee you, after all of this ice that's coming in across the country, there will be plenty of work on the trails to clear some debris so that people can do some trail riding or hiking or biking or whatever needs to be done. So, that is correct. Um, that That is one of the, the mainstays is weather and, and yeah. the results of the different weather across the country. Well, you have been a great guest as always and uh, great information and so we look forward to having you back again with us in the next couple of months. I think you and Randy are kind of switching back and forth some. You're much more fun to talk yep. to than Randy, I will say that, but don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randy, Randy does such a fabulous job for Backcountry Horsemen of America, being the face of uh, and representing all of us. Um, he, he is a treasure to Backcountry Horsemen, and um, I, I always learn something when I listen to Randy. So, um, but yes, we, we, we are switching uh, to, to just bring some different perspectives to your audience, maybe. And um, hopefully in a couple of months, uh, I might be able to get um, our youth committee chairman to participate with us and give an update on how our youth programs are progressing. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. We look forward to that, and uh, we look forward, as always, to having Backcountry Horseman of America with us on the first Thursday of every month. Man, these first Thursdays seem to come around awful quick now. 
some reason. I don't know what it is. <laughs> They're just kind of speeding time up on us or something. But uh, anyway, Sherry, thanks so much. You be safe. Stay warm. And um, we hope to see you on the trail somewhere. You know, Missouri is not that far from Tennessee, so we may be get out and do it some riding. It is not. It, you you and, and Bobby, you have an invitation to any time. Just let me know, and we'll get something set up. There Thank you. Go. you. Here, here you go. Well, we're going to take a break and be back in just a moment with more of Saddle of America with Miss Bobby Bell. But right now, let's take a listen to Hold Your Horses. This is Carolyn Seal. Hold your horses. Combo. I heard that horse just 
galloping down the road as they wrap that up. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun talking with Mr. Bobby Marquez today on the Campfire Cafe. And uh, and, and a lot of fun talking with Sherry Copeland on Settled America. So it's been a pretty good show, Bobby. Yes, another great week of live radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as I sit here, I'm looking out a window and the rains are just coming down. So they were forecasting oh. maybe as much as five inches of rain here in wow. wow. yesterday and today. And then uh, tonight, they said about 8 o'clock, start looking for the ice to come in. So mm. interesting weather we're mm. having. So can you weather. just stay put tomorrow? Do you have to, do you have to go out? Can you just... I do not have to go out. My wife went to the my wife went to Publix yesterday, so we have yeah. groceries and uh, and we're good to go. So what was it I saw? Let me see if I've got that on my phone. I just uh, I picked up something today that I thought was really cute. It was it was like my closing thought for the day. Uh, here we go. Give me coffee to change the things I can and wine to accept those that I cannot. <laughs> so I have, wine. I have plenty of both. Yeah. I have plenty That's of both, fun. coffee and wine. So anyway. Oh, hey, we, we, uh, we've, we've kicked off the uh, IW Western Music Association, International Western Music Association, Tennessee chapter. And uh, so we're live and, and uh, great, great plans for different things here in Tennessee. I'm just going to throw this out here. If you are up in Canada or any of the surrounding states, join the IWMA and join the Tennessee chapter. And uh, even if you are in another area of the country, you can join the Tennessee chapter. So I'll just encourage mm-hmm. you to do that. I know we've already had several from New Mexico, but are joining and uh, different parts of the U.S. that are joining. So we've mm-hmm. got some great talented the, performers up in Canada so they can join. What's the Facebook um, page? What's the address for the Facebook page? How can people find it? Well, it's the International Western Music Association, Tennessee Chapter. So they can okay. just look that up and go right to that. And uh so we just set the Facebook page up last night, so there's not a whole lot on there, but there are just a few little cute things that are, that are on there right now. I'm going there right now. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I know I could follow a link from your Facebook page, but for folks that are listening, I'm just going to see if I yeah, can find it. There we go. Yeah. Cool. But anyway, International Western Music Association, Tennessee chapter will get you there. But uh, anyway, we'll have a website set up for that very soon. But again, this has all just happened recently, so we're tickled to have you. Right. You know, we've got, I think we've got uh, the Riders in the Sky here in Tennessee that are Hall of Fame members of the Western Music Association, Rex Allen Jr. and Cowboy Joe Babcock. All our mm-hmm. Hall of Fame mm-hmm. members oh, are all right mm-hmm. here in Nashville. Yeah, so yep. we've got a good yep. start with just those guys. 
But uh, anyway, right. what's happening with that West? Oh, we're just continuing to update and add new things. And um, let's see. You know, interesting, we had a customer today order some heart-shaped cookie cutters with Valentine's Day around the corner. So, you know, we just carry all kinds of things, things you might not expect to find. Not, not so just go to, to outwestshop.com. Yeah, I would never yep. have thought you had heart-shaped cookie cutters. Oh, yeah, we have there. horses, cowboy hats, cowboy boots. We've got hearts. We've got round circles for cutting biscuits. We've got, oh, we have a lot of different um, Western and animal shapes. So, yes, cookie cutters. They're under home decor, I think. (laughs) For sure, you've got Western coats, and I would imagine gloves. So if you are in this cold and ice and snow, you may want to order you a new coat and uh, maybe a hat to go with it or something. So (laughs) outwestshop.com. So, yeah, Bobby, any, any other news? Any other news that you've got out there that you'd like to share? Any other news? Uh, no. Well, uh, the New Mexico chapter, speaking of chapters, we will be ha- hosting Kristen Harris on National Day of the Cowboy. It's a little bit um, in the future. Early. It's that last Saturday yeah. in July. Um, now I can't think of the date. 23rd. Maybe it's the 23rd. <laughs> okay. Um, but we're very excited. Yeah. 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 That we're going to have, um, that we're going to be hosting Kristen. And uh, let's see the national, I'm a member of the national board and we had a meeting this past um, Tuesday night. So we're beginning to kind of firm up what our convention will look like in November. And we're really hoping we're going to see, uh, you, Gary, and Mary Kay were back with us again this year, but it looks like it's going to be a really fun um, fun event. So we're beginning, uh, there'll be information about it in the next Western Way magazine, um, because that's partly where we had to talk about it. They've got a magazine deadline coming up. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I, well, something so that's exciting that... Yeah, something exciting okay. that I, I noticed. I knew that there was a movie in the works, but uh, R.W. Hampton mm-hmm. just had announced this uh, yesterday, I think it is. And uh, R.W., you know, has been a guest on the show many, many times. He's a good friend. And uh, there's a new movie that is coming out on Thursday, March the 3rd. It's called Peace River. And uh, R.W. plays a rodeo coach and a preacher. I can't go figure mm-hmm. R.W. being a preacher. I can see that. <laughs> but it's that's, a perfect uh, that, Yeah, that's coming out on March the 3rd, and I think there are over 600 theaters that will be uh, screening that. So that that's pretty cool. Matter of fact, R.W. has got a new uh, album that's coming out. So I'll try to get hold of the oh. album and uh, maybe get R.W. on and talk about this movie. That would be a lot of fun. That would be great. So, yeah. All right. Well, I don't have any other news today. Just stay warm wherever you are in the country. And uh, we want to remind you that you can always go back and listen to this show and over 700 shows in our archive podcast at equestrianlegacy.net. And you can go to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, whatever is your flavor to listen to the show.
shows. And it was kind of cool, Bobby. The other day I asked Alexa, like, I have to be careful how I say that because she's <laughs> But uh, I asked Alexa to look up Equestrian Legacy Radio on Apple Podcasts. And so you can do that and play it from your Alexa device. So that's, that's kind of cool. cool. That's very cool. All right. Well, any closing thoughts for today? Uh, let's see. When you dance, your purpose is not to get to certain place on the floor. It's to enjoy each step along the way. And that's a quote of Wayne wow. Dyer's. Wow. That's life. That is life. Mm-hmm. Good closing thoughts. Good closing thoughts. Well, we invite you to join us next Thursday at noon Central Standard Time for the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America. And, uh, Bobby, we'll see you next week. We'll close this show out with Gary Allegretto and Ian Espinoza, his song, Jack of Diamonds. Thanks for listening.